Hello, and welcome to Local Listens. On this week's episode, we have Jeremiah Tamplin of Me and I, a musical jack-of-all-trades busker from Texas who is getting into recording through programs like BandLab. Join us as we talk music and tell stories like Jeremiah's impromptu one-gig show with a Celtic band and learning 21 songs before the show. Other musicians are mentioned throughout the episode, and you can find links to those musicians in the episode description. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Local Listens. Uh, I am Bailey from Bailey Ukulele. I am Shane of Sanatorium Hill, and we have... I'm Jeremiah of, well, me. Me and I is what I go by. I tried Good Brother, but uh, apparently that was already copyrighted. Okay. Huh. Well, if you're listening out there, Good Brother, shame on you. Yeah, I can take somebody's name before they even wanted to use it. Gee. (laughs) You got some stripped down kind of guitar and vocal kind of folky stuff. You got some bluegrass. And you got some like really experimental stuff going on. How would you describe your sound? Um, not very easily. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I get uh, a new instrument or uh, play in a new venue or a new place or get around new people, I have different feelings and I, I express myself different. Right. My music style, when I started recording, immediately changed. I'd never had the opportunity to use any recording equipment. And then I got some of my own and, uh, it, it made the building process, the writing process, completely different. I didn't have to play the music in the background of, you know, play it while I, I try and sing. So the way I layered my, my lyrics and stuff, it, it could be any way I wanted. So I like folk punk. That's pretty cool. But I don't play any traditional punk. I feel that. Yeah. A ratty little street kid. Right. All right. Oh, yeah. Right on. I really like that you play a lot of different kinds of music because it really, then you're catering to just more than one audience. So you get to spread your music to not just like, oh, not just the bluegrass and folk punk people. You're also catering to a lot of other people that may not enjoy that type of music specifically, but because you're playing it in a different way, they now have a new appreciation for it, which I think is really awesome. Yeah. I feel you. And it gets more people into different genres. If they listen to you for like one style of music and then they hear you do something else, they're like, oh, I guess I do kind of like this a little bit. Right. Definitely. I've got uh, the one song, um, Closer. I had a bunch of friends that just didn't listen to any of my stuff. They were mostly into rap and hip hop. And uh, I turned them on to that. They liked that. And then now they're like, oh, man, can you, I'm trying to record some stuff. Can you get on this track? Can you sing? Blah, 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 blah. Hell yeah. Right on. Collaborations all, are always doing all of my music. Yeah. So. Nice. Hell yeah. So how long have you been playing music? I'm 30, so I can't do math. Uh, 16 years. Awesome. 16. Awesome. That's, wow, that's, that's a good chunk of time, man. I love it. I got my first guitar uh, for my 14th birthday. Yes. After begging and begging and begging and begging. My dad was really finally into the idea. He's like, oh, you're going to learn, you know, this country music and this and that. And I know some like red dirt road country, like Coulter Wall and stuff that he don't listen to. And within, I'd say, six months, I got my first electric and he hated that. (laughs) My mom was all about it, though. And from there, 
anything I could get my hands on. I'd play uh, ukulele, bass, guitar. I had a violin for a little while. And I can keep up if there is uh, a reference note, but it's just me playing by myself. Nobody wants to. I see. Wow. So you're like a jack of all trades when it comes to music. You play all kinds of instruments. I cannot play drums to save my life. <laughs> it's got strings on it, though. I'm, I'm good. I think there's like some wires on the end of a snare drum. You can probably figure out how to like tune it and play it. I'd probably just end up turning it into a banjo. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I have been trying to teach myself how to play the banjo, and I got hammer clawed down, but now it's learning actual chord structures, and those... It's weird. The banjo is oh, fucking yeah. weird. I could show you two uh, main chord shapes. They're, they're considered bars because there's only four strings you hold down. Yeah. And all four of them. And then the uh, minor variant of it. And there you go. Little pinky uh, on the bottom string up a couple notches. And you got your sevenths. And... That's it. He makes it sound so easy. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, you just do this and this. And we're just like, uh-huh. Like, fuck. So where are you located out of? Right now, I uh, I live by myself out in the middle of the country, in the family farm in deep east Texas, Texas. a little bitty town called Huxley. Okay. Cool. How have you been with uh, the cold down in Texas? I couldn't leave my house for four days. Damn. I mean... There's, there's no plow trucks out here. And, I mean, I've got some kind of mud grip tires on the back of my, my truck, but it's a little bitty truck. I could have driven into town and gone, like, five miles an hour the whole way, but that's that's not for me. I just yeah. stayed home, played inside. <laughs> yeah, because I grew up in the Midwest, and mm. some of the people I grew up with were like, well, why can't they handle it? Like, we get worse winters up here. I'm like, yeah, because our houses are fucking built to deal with it. Down oh, in- man. <laughs> All my pipes froze. Nothing busted. That's oh, good. well, That's hey, good, at, least. at least you saved yourself a plumbing emergency, but <laughs> damn. I had every faucet in this house dripping, and they still froze. And wow. I'm still going to get some big stupid water bill. Oh, Jeez. yeah. I've heard so many reports of, like, electrical bills that are like thousands of dollars for absolutely no fucking reason oh they raised the prices of uh the the electric and the, the gas they i consider it price gouging oh yeah. every year my gas price goes up so i've got a wood-burning stove insert in my fireplace i go. put an oil drip in and i get that thing going this whole house gets nice nice i love those kind of fireplaces oh yeah you're the best. I, I miss having a fireplace. Yeah, you like, guys you guys only have a fire pit in the backyard. Yeah. That's about as close as you got. You can still do s'mores, though, man. You oh, can, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's the important part. Right. There you go. So we looked at the Me and I Facebook page, and we saw some of your uh, songs on there. Are there any other places that you have music posted? We couldn't find you anywhere else. I, I don't. I've really just started trying to record. And uh, for the most part, I'm just a busker. All right. Oh, yeah. You're speaking, our, you're speaking our language now. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what's some uh, cool busking stories? Like, what's, uh, what's your favorite town to go busk at? I really enjoyed being in Asheville, North Carolina. It's sort of set up to cater to homeless people okay. uh, or the traveler. And that's that's where I cut my teeth on hitchhiking and, and all of this and 
I, I met some cats there that taught me how to hop trains and I could spend three hours playing, end up with a hundred dollars in my pocket. There you go. And there's always some kind of adventure to be had around there. I, uh, I call it Big Rock Candy Mountain. <laughs> I love it. There was always some uh, shwilly kids that had a drink, always good food around. Everybody was friendly. Hell I mean, yeah. it was good stuff. Nice. What would be your worst town to busk in? Because I know mm. I tried busking like downtown Salt Lake City. We had more people just like flipping us off than actually mm. paying attention to us. The worst days I've ever had trying to go out and make a little bit of street money was in uh, Denver on 16th Street. Okay. It's kind of the, where everybody goes to at some point. The big mall there. And, right. you know, some days would be good, but there's so many people there that are just like, God, and homeless people, don't give them any money. Oh, man. Oh. And it's like, well, I mean, I got a house, man. I just like to come out and play my music. I don't understand the whole stigma against buskers. Yeah, because like it's free you, entertainment. We're putting music into the air. Like you can pay attention if you want. If you don't, you're getting a free show. Right. It's cool if people come by and like give you like a, a pair of socks. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did get yeah. socks yeah. once. Dude, that, was that was weird. Great. We went busking one time in Tacoma, and uh, we were playing for probably like an hour. It was freezing cold outside. We were going busking before our friend's birthday party, and some guy mm-hmm. comes by and goes, "Hey, you guys all want a pair of socks?" And we were like, sure. He gave us a new pair of, like, wool socks for each and every one of us. There were three of us. Busking. Yeah. Did you, th- did you think you were houseless? Probably. Probably, but they were some damn good socks. Yeah, those I are... still have them. I really appreciate when, when people give you socks. Yeah. You my favorite thing in the world is putting on a brand new pair of socks. Holds my feet just right. It's like a hug. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. For <laughs> sure. When you're playing music, like, what kind of... What bands or musicians kind of got you into playing? Like, what are your influences like? Oh, when I was younger, I I uh, listened to nothing but the the, the Beatles and Nirvana for nice. some reason or two for like I don't know a year. And like Corn and Slipknot and whatever yeah, whatever yeah. angry loud music, uh, angsty teenager likes. Oh yeah, we but all went through that phase. <laughs> I'd always written poetry, like okay. I think first grade, I got a I got onto a, a poetry book. And I'd been learning to read, and I was like, this, this is art. This is cool. And I just started writing. By the time I was 14 or 13, I had friends whose uh, parents played music. And I just I looked at it like this, this beautiful way to express myself. I mean, I begged for an instrument. Right. There's something to be said about somebody that can start with poetry and move on to music and carry on the poetic like lyricism into your own music like there's i really respect that because i can't do that i can't if i write a poem down it's a poem it's not a song for me but there's people like you were saying where it's just like you write down these poems and it's like it it becomes a song and it's it's beautiful the way that that happens you know for the most part now if i i write a poem then it might end up being some weird spoken word thing right but all of my songs start with some sort of picking some strumming some some instrument there you go and then from that i guess the song writes itself yeah and so i just start singing eventually i'll figure out something to say oh yeah there you go love it love it do you have anything you're currently working on i've got lots of things that i'm currently working on but 
I mean, some days I'll sit down and I'm like, I want to do this with this. And I, I just, I don't feel it. And I'll put it aside for a few weeks and then pull it back out and finish it. So there you go. I don't think there's anything that I'm close to finishing right now, but. But you got some stuff in the works that will be coming out soon. Oh yeah. Always. I always have a new song somewhere. Yeah. I, I love it. I've had my lyric book sitting here like on the table for probably about a month, two months or something. And it's gotten to the point where I just kind of open it up. I look at it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that was an idea I have. And then I stew on that for a little bit. But I don't write anything down. And then a couple of days later, I'm like, oh, yeah, what was that I'm looking at? And that's just that's just how it's been for a while. But I do have, like, maybe four or five songs in there that are all working that same process. There you go. <laughs> nice. I, you got to be growing. Yeah. Like, I may have not written anything down, like, in the last little bit, but I've written, like, bits and pieces of these beforehand to the point that they get stuck in my head. So they're being written. They just haven't been written down. You <laughs> know. That sounded deep. Like, there was something. <laughs> they haven't been written like they've been written, they haven't been written down. I was just like, "Whoa!" I went somewhere else for a second there. <laughs> all right, who's gonna write that into a song first? All right, we got all three of us. Ready? One, <laughs> two, three, go! Where's my guitar? Quick, get the banjo. So, uh, do either one of you uh, participate in band lad? You know, I've heard of it and I've used it once or twice just to see what it's all about, but I've never actually like fully gotten into it yet. I've seen some people post about Band Lab because that's where you can like collab with other musicians and stuff, right? Yeah, it's a recording program that is also social media. Okay. That's cool. Hell yeah. 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 So is that what you're usually using when you record? Yes. I uh, got a couple of microphones and just uh, an interface that I'd set up and never really used. Because I'd gotten BandLab, and that's where I'd learned how to record. Right. Um, and it, it works. It works well. I got a cheap microphone. That's probably the problem. Uh, my recordings I do with my computer are just terrible. They, they don't have any good sound quality. But for some reason, my phone sounds great. Probably because the government puts really good microphones. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I'm so surprised at how well phones can record audio and video nowadays like i have a friend of mine who actually just recorded a short film for a film festival and he used his phone for the entire video and it's it looks just like he used like big production cameras and all this other stuff i'm just like wow what has the government done to our phones (laughs) yeah the phone audio is actually getting so much better than like the early 2000s people trying to record like <laughs> concerts on their phone and it's just a garbled oh, potato like, of a mess yeah. my least favorite thing to see at a concert like somebody pulls their phone oh. out to record. I, just, I just want to slap it right out of their hand like you didn't right. come here to look at your phone yeah yeah exactly you came here to dance and sing along and clap and have a good time like isn't that what? uh an amigo the devil lyric there's people that go to concerts just to watch them on their phone yeah i think you're right i must be channeling their spirit yeah yeah and amigo never plays the banjo yeah there see you go. keeps so, going back to the banjo right oh i uh I, when i when i play banjo 
I don't really play banjo in the sense of like, oh, Americana banjo picking and uh, I can I can do a little picking breakdown and uh, so let me see this. That's immensely out of tune. <laughs> but uh, the first time I saw a banjo that I got to play with, I had a little money in my pocket and I, I went to uh, some corporate monster chain and uh, I went to their acoustic room and I saw this little Epiphone up there that was right in my price range. And so I picked it up and I strummed it and I kind of picked around at it and I said, I guess I don't need a guitar today. I need this. Hell yeah. And I played that banjo probably every day for oh 10 years hell yeah that's not awesome. all day every day obviously yeah i mean yeah i mean it's you gotta eat right you gotta eat well, you know. and at some point <laughs> but mostly you banjo right but mostly banjo yeah mostly banjo any free time i was playing banjo and i still you know i play i'll pull my ukulele out my guitar and i'll hook up the bass every now and then but nice. every time you mention ukulele i get excited I could imagine. Yeah, I love the ukulele. That's like, it's so funny to me how like I started, you know, you start with like one instrument and then you get another instrument into your mix and that becomes your main instrument. Like it's so, they just cycles through for a lot of, I feel like for a lot of people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, I had that. a buddy that, uh, he played guitar for the longest time. Yep. And then he got an electric bass and just with no effort was Hands down, the best basses I've ever seen in my life. Ooh. He was like, oh, this is what I was supposed to be playing. Right, exactly. So you've been playing music for a while. Are there any bands you used to play with? I, through random chance, was a part of a uh, a Celtic band awesome. just for one show. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, I went to an open mic night, and there was this uh, really, really cool couple there that was getting up there and, and playing just like old time shanties, you know, uh, sailor songs and all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I asked him if I could just sit in the back because I'd had a few drinks and thought that I should be a part of everything. <laughs> um, and they, they were like, yeah. So if, if I get a general chord set with a banjo, I can just run all over that. And they really liked it. And they're like, we need a banjo player. You're a banjo player. We've got a, a, a festival we're playing. This weekend was Thursday and the festival was Sunday. And they're like, well, you, you might not necessarily be able to play the festival. We've got 21 songs in our set that we're going to play, um, but we'd love to have you. And so I went over there. They made Moonshine, which was like just the best thing in the world. Yep. And uh, in maybe eight hours of playing music, I had 21 songs memorized. I got a kilt. I still have my kilt and my uh, Spart Spartan, I believe is what it's called, the bag in the front. It was an amazing day. Super fun. That, that, that That's awesome. Fun. Yeah. I'm kind of jealous, actually. Yeah. It sounds like a good time. Oh, yeah. They had all the games there, too. Nice. Like, would throw in stuff and yeah. uh, mostly throwing stuff and picking up heavy things. But those are fun games. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we had the Scottish Highland games that I worked out here because I'm an audio engineer. 
And uh, there was this guy who played the fiddle. It was it was just him playing the fiddle, mm-hmm. and like he played so well that like some people started like crying during his slower songs. Oh wow! But it was really wild watching this guy play this amazing fiddle, and then in the background, probably like a hundred yards away, was like the whole log throwing competition oh, that they yeah, do. Yeah. And it was the weirdest thing to be like, all right, beautiful, amazing fiddle. That guy is throwing a tree trunk. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back at the fiddle. And yeah, and I'm just like, okay, fiddle, fiddle, fiddle. Why is that guy throwing that? <laughs> it was so cool. I still keep in touch with that guy. Hell yeah. Uh, he wanted me to do sound form out in Bremerton, like right when COVID hit. Uh... And we weren't able to actually have that show happen. But, yeah. And I'm super sad about all this uh, plague nonsense. I really, like, I've got a little bit of free time um, every third week, and i got some money in my pocket. Dallas isn't too far away from me. I could go out there. There's a d- decent punk scene, and uh, I'm sure I could find a fun place to play. Yeah. If only that were still an option. Right. <laughs> How yeah. has Coleman been down there? Like, how is the the music? Oh, I had like? it. Like everybody I know has had it. Oh wow! It, just, it killed my uncle's wife, who mm. was not necessarily the healthiest person to begin with. Um, but that's it. I don't know of many uh, fatalities, huh. and uh, it's Texas, so people don't give a shit. Right. Yeah. That's true. I think there was like one week where. They were checking people's temperatures and, and making sure there was only a set amount of people inside Walmart and you had to wear a mask. It's amazing. There's some these little countries that have completely gotten rid of COVID. They just yeah. did what they were supposed to do. Right. And America's supposed to be this powerhouse. And it's like, oh, well. We can't make people wear a mask, so we're not going to try. Right. Yeah. So um, getting back on the music thing here. Uh, we yeah, talked. Sure. We talked about like your influences and everything. But what would you say are some of your like favorite bands just to like sit down and listen to? Honestly, mostly what I listen to is like old soul and R and B. I I was jamming some Nina Simone and Al Green earlier. Uh, what did I? I heard something the other day that I had to add to my uh, Spotify. My uh, when I turn on my government uh spy phone and, and <laughs> uh put on you know whatever music i'm, I'm listening to yeah. it's always on shuffle right i mean you'll hear tupac and then you'll hear uh freaking dolly parton okay all right yeah honestly dolly parton and tupac they sound completely different but there's some there's some songs there that i could totally see going together yeah, I don't know. I think they sound exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about the say. same stuff. I think it's like Dolly Parton's also singing about gangbanging all the time. Yeah, like, and drugs. Like true, totally. You know that that Tupac song Nine to Five. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Working not. Oh. <laughs> hey, See, s- stay tuned for that's your next song. Yeah, new a rap cover of Nine to uh-huh. Five. I've actually got. Uh, I do a cover of AMG's Bitch Better Have My Money. 
if I'm ever playing a, a bar gig and nobody's paying attention, nice. I'll break out the ukulele and just, just start singing like really soft and gentle. And then, uh, those first lyrics kind of wake everybody up. Yeah. Nice. You also, uh, you uploaded a cover of St. James Infirmary, didn't you? That is my favorite song. Right on. Yeah. Cause we were actually like, I've seen the video posted before and the way you're playing the banjo on that one is amazing to watch. Cause you, you strum it and then you also like you slap it and do like some percussion yeah, kind of strumming. It's and... kind of like a one man band with one instrument. Yeah. And like your vocals on it seem like super powerful. Yeah. And it's just like the video is just like a phone recording, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah. And if you can't tell, I was pissed off when I recorded that because I'd done it like 15 times and I was like, oh, I want this organic and sit outside on my porch and then finally it was like just angry like oh give me this thing uh but finally i i got it close to what i wanted i do not traditional banjo people you know they see that as like oh he's gonna play picking and grinning and you know it's cool you know i I really enjoy it i enjoy it when a, a banjo player can play tremendously fast things but if you give it a chance it can be a very angelic beautiful instrument and also i want to play lead banjo i want that to be a thing hell yeah the one thing that has really been throwing me off uh, throwing me off when trying to play the banjo is doing rolls and stuff like that because even like playing the bass and like plucking and everything the strings are so goddamn close together it's just hard to do yeah <laughs> oh I've got little hands. It makes everything better for uh, banjo. <laughs> and you seem like you have uh, you have everything set up to play a song or two. I would love to. All right. Well, let's, let's get to it then. We want to hear it. Um, I'm gonna play something that I haven't recorded. Jeremiah performed two songs for us, but we started having technical difficulties with audio quality. We welcome you to take a listen to a bit of one of these unnamed and unreleased songs and to follow Jeremiah on Facebook on his band page for Me and I, which you can find in the episode description to see his new music as it gets released. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Local Listens. And next week, our guest is Jacob Gutherless of bands like The Crackhouse Critters and other different solo projects. We hope you tune in next time and have a great and music-filled week. Shining bright, and I want to shoot everything.